I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to Stepping Up, the podcast where we explore all things organisation, mental health, routines, personal development, motherhood and health. I'm your host, Steph Pace, and I'm the woman behind Just Another Mummy blog and also the founder of Steph Pace Planners. But I can assure you this is not just another podcast. Online, I'm known for my organisation tips and tricks and the occasional banter, but it definitely wasn't always this way. I used to be a hot mess and occasionally still am, and I'm here as your honest and real friend each week to show you how I turn my life of chaos into clarity. Between the house, health, kids, work, and wanting to be the best version of yourself, it can be overwhelming. And I'm here to give you the tools and tips to stop you feeling like a slave to your daily tasks, home, life, and especially the expectations you have on yourself. Join me as I share my journey and insights into the art of balancing it all and speak to guests who can help us all live a better life. Whether you're looking to streamline your daily routines, boost your well-being, achieve your fitness goals, dive into personal development, or find inspiration to step up into the best version of yourself, we've got you. So are you ready to step up your game? Let's go. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Stepping Up, and welcome to 2024. I can't even tell you how satisfying it is that the 1st of January falling on a Monday, it's just, I don't know, I just, it's so satisfying. It's nearly as satisfying as... You know when you, this sounds so bloody lame and it's really showing my age, but you know when you vacuum the carpet and you can see the vacuum lines and it's just so satisfying? It's like that. That's how I'm feeling about this. <laughs> so anyways, guys, welcome into a new year. I cannot believe it. Honestly, I cannot believe we're in 2024. I always say since bloody lockdown years ago, I feel like time has just flown And I'm so, so excited because there's some really big things coming your way. You know, a lot of people feel that pressure in January to really know all your resolutions, know your goals, all the things you're going to go into the year with. But for me personally, you know, the first week of January is usually a bit of a shit show. Now, let's be honest, like we've just had the silly season. We're all feeling a little bit shit. We've eaten too much ham. We've done a lot of socializing. You know, our social battery is really low. And I want you guys to just take a week. Because next week, I'm introducing to you my 2024 Reset Roadmap series. Now, this is a mini series I've created along with an amazing intensive workbook for you guys. And I've decided to start that on the 8th of January. And that's because I want you guys to be able to go into this year and I'm going to be guiding you every step of the way so you can have your best year yet. And also create goals that you're actually going to achieve. Like I'm covering everything from goal setting, reflection, how to create your perfect routine, literally everything you could imagine so you can get really clear on your happiest self and what habits you need to do to get there. I'm going to be giving you so much goodness to come, but I deliberately have left this week to start because as I said, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I like to do things a little bit different than everybody else. You know, a lot of people do their goals and things in December, whereas I've always liked to do mine in January, usually mid-January, because I've had a minute and I can sit down and actually focus on what I really want the year to look like. You know, in December, we're all wrapping up things for the year. It's silly season. It's quite intense. And again, the first week of January is usually a write-off. So next week, Monday is the first episode for the 2024 Reset series. 
And honestly, guys, I'm so excited for you guys to be part of this. We're doing it all over socials. We're doing a big giveaway at the end. You've got your free workbook and I'm literally holding your hand every step of the way. So make sure you set your alarms and make sure you're following us on socials, following the podcast, because honestly, you're not going to want to miss this roadmap. It is absolute gold. Now, for the first episode of the year, I decided to do it on gut health. Now, there's a few reasons why. Number one, because majority of us are in a potato baked coma and our guts are feeling pretty shitty. Number two, gut health is just so incredibly important. And I never realized this until I started working with a naturopath and really got into it. Like you hear the word gut health thrown around so, so much and it's quite overwhelming. And the fact that it's related to our moods, our hormones, like literally every part of our life, it can be the cause of why you've got brain fog, why you feel lethargic, why you're getting acne. Like there's so many things linked to it. And I, again, like to break it down for you guys. And for me personally, I've been on my own journey with this for a long time. I've always really struggled with TMI, but constipation, bloating, brain fog, I had really bad hormonal acne. And of course, even just the mood swings and things like that, which I didn't realize were all linked to my gut. Because they say your gut is like the second brain, you know? So that's where serotonin, like your happy hormones are actually made in the gut. And it's just so important. And I never knew where to start. Like you see all these people on TikTok and they're doing all these gut health protocols and they look a bit intense. And I remember looking for a podcast on it and I came across Fran. So Fran Dargaville. And I listened to her podcast and it was absolutely amazing. Like the way she just broke it down and made it really attainable as well. And it wasn't this big overwhelming thing. Like I've had naturopaths in the past that the protocols they had me on were just so intense. And I just, it was too much. It was too, too much. So my very first guest besides Ryan is on the show today, Fran Dargaville, the naturopath. She's absolutely incredible. And I'm so excited for her to explain to you guys gut health and the steps you can take this year, especially from now, because we're all feeling a bit sorry for ourselves on how to improve our own gut health and why it's so important. Now, she's not just a naturopath. She is a functional nutritionist. She specializes in getting to the root cause and using lab tests to understand what is actually happening. And you're going to hear about my own experience later on. And we're actually going to see inside my gut, which is very exciting. She has a million degrees. I can't even tell you. So she's a master of human nutrition. She's a certified functional nutritional therapy practitioner. She's also a yoga teacher and she does amazing, amazing things. I can't even begin to describe this woman. But I have her on the show today to really debunk the myths and break it down for you guys so we can go into 2024 with happy and healthy guts. Now, again, I want you to listen to this, get the tips, and your stepping stone for this week is to just take a week. I want you to give yourself grace this week and not put the pressure on to have all your shit together. This is me giving you that permission because I'm that type of person that feels like 1st of January, everything has to be in a line. It has to be categorized. You need to know exactly what you want for the year ahead. And I'm here to say, no, you don't have to do that. We are human. We've all had a really hectic, silly season. So I want you to take a week. And that is your stepping stone. Now let's get into the episode. All right, Fran, thank you so much for coming on to my podcast. You are our official first guest besides Mr. Pace. So I'm just really, really excited to have you here. Well, thank you so much for having me. It is a massive honor and I'm very, very excited to be here chatting with you. You just have so much knowledge in that brain of yours and I even just look through all of your degrees and everything you've done 
and it actually blows my mind. And I just think like this episode is just going to help so many people because I know for me personally, before I worked with you, I had no idea what gut health was. I had no idea why I was feeling the way I was feeling. And I had no idea like how to fix it as well and how linked it is into every area of our lives. So Circling back a minute, but like when you go on, you know, social media and things like that, you see a lot of things about gut health 101 and do this to fix your gut, do that to fix your gut. Like there's so much information out there and it's really, really overwhelming for the everyday person. So for anyone out there who has no idea about what it is, can you explain what gut health is and why it's so important? Yeah, for sure. So when we talk about the gut, we're basically talking about our whole digestive tract, which is from the point, you know, we eat food, we put it into our body and it goes through a variety of tubes and organs and comes out the other end in the toilet, basically. (laughs) So that is our gut. That is our digestive system. And it includes, you know, trillions of microbes and, you know, there's so many different stages and steps and things that have to happen in order for us to actually be able to digest our food properly in order to be able to actually absorb nutrients out of the food that we're eating. And the challenge is that there's so many different places and ways that our digestion can go wrong, which means that we end up with all of these different symptoms, whether it's digestive symptoms like bloating and heartburn and Mm. constipation, which is super common, or seemingly completely unrelated symptoms. It could be low moods, anxiety, hormonal imbalances. You know, it's all so interconnected. And I think we can get carried away with gut health trends and that whole sort of social media space when it comes to health and gut health in particular. But it's really important to, you know, get a bit of an understanding of the gut and how it works and how that might be playing into some of the symptoms you might be experiencing on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, definitely. And it also like when, you know, we first had our first session together, I um, initially found you, I already said this before in the podcast, but I found you on your podcast and I was looking up, you know, the effects of alcohol because back then I was really, really struggling with my alcohol consumption. Your podcast came up and I was like, wow, this woman's amazing. And I just went on this like binge and I was listening to all your podcasts. And when you started talking about, you know, things like yeah, anxiety, brain fog, fatigue, and how that's actually linked to my gut, I was just like, wow, I had absolutely no idea. And I think too, because there's not that information out there and also just not even just not having the information out there, but because there's not like those step-by-step easy guides to fix it, it's overwhelming. And prior to working with you, I've had a fair few naturopaths and don't even get me started on like, you know, how insane the protocols can be. It can be quite expensive and things like that. So I think a lot of people just feel like extremely overwhelmed. So besides the ones you mentioned, what are like the main signs and symptoms of having an unhealthy gut? Because I like a lot of people just think it's bloating and constipation, which that was one of my main things, but there's a lot more than that. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, a lot of the main ones are the obvious ones we think of, the digestive symptoms, as you mentioned, bloating, constipation, heartburn, loose stools, food sensitivities, all of those things are related to the gut. But then there's also all these seemingly unrelated symptoms as well. So hormonal imbalances uh, and signs of hormonal imbalances, things like heavy periods, Mm. period cramps, low moods before your cycles, all of that can be linked back to the gut, especially if you're dealing with things like constipation. That's really, really common. Also, 
as you mentioned as well, brain fog and fatigue, also skin issues, whether it's acne, eczema, rosacea, really any symptom under the sun can be linked back to the health of our gut. And it's not to say that, you know, in some cases there aren't multiple root causes, Mm. but it's a massive root cause for so many people with a lot of the different symptoms that we experience for sure. Yeah. And I know for me personally, when I came to you, my initial thing was I was really scared. As you guys know, I have a lot of health anxiety. And I remember saying to you, like, I'm really scared I've done some damage and can I reverse this and things like that. And before we get into like how to even improve your gut, is improving your gut health or like healing your gut, is that hard? Does it take a long time? It really depends. And I think everyone is so different here. So if you're just starting to have some niggles and it hasn't been going on for a particularly long time, then you can start to see some shifts really quickly and get to a really good place within a couple of months of making shifts. If you've had things going on for a long time, you know, it's been a decade and the symptoms are just building up over time, then you got to be a little bit patient (laughs) and you can definitely start to see shifts really quickly as well. It's not to say that you aren't going to see shifts within a couple of weeks of making some of these changes with the food you're eating and your lifestyle and taking some of the right supplements for you. You can definitely see shifts quickly, but we've got to understand that when things have been going on for Mm. a long time, it can just take a bit of time to get to a really, really good place with your health. So you've got to just stick with it, but it's so worth it. And I think it's just important to keep in mind how long have you been dealing with this Mm. for and, you know, do you want to deal with it for another decade, you know? So it's so different for everyone, but you can start to see shifts very quickly regardless of where you're at. But I'd say just the time that it takes to get to a really good place really just depends on I guess, how severe things are for you and how long they've been going on for as well. Yeah. And I think like for me, obviously I'm someone I like my health, I like my fitness and I thought I was doing the right things. You know, I was doing cardio. I thought I was eating the right things and I was still getting bloated. I was still feeling essentially like crap and it can be really frustrated. And I swear I've heard, I don't know if maybe you said this, but can it be when your gut isn't in its best place and you could be giving yourself all the right foods and that, like, does it stop your body from absorbing the nutrients as well? Like, does it stop that? Yeah, for sure. So when our gut health is impaired, so if you're not actually breaking down your food properly, so you've got some sort of digestive dysfunction going on, maybe you're not producing enough stomach acid, maybe you've got SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, there are these different things that can be happening in our gut that actually impair our ability to break down nutrients and then also absorb them into our system as well. So that's actually another big sign. You know, a lot of people will have low iron forever mm. and they just can't get rid of it, even if they're taking iron supplements that they yes. get from the doctor. That <laughs> Yeah, that's huge. Like it's definitely a big sign that something's going on in the gut. Something I did want to mention as well, when you said you were worried about doing damage Mm. to your gut and to your body, I'm sure we had this conversation. I think it's really empowering to know that all of our cells in our body are turning over all the time. Thank the Lord. you have the opportunity to make a real difference in your health. And I think we have that, you know, sunk cost fallacy of, oh, well, I've been trashing my body for the Mm. last 10 years, 15 years, 
I might as well just keep on going or maybe I'm just stuck feeling this way forever. But your cells are constantly regenerating and turning over, which means that every decision you make today and in the coming days Mm -hmm. and weeks and moving forward can really fundamentally transform your health. So I think it's really important to remember that. And it's also really motivating, inspiring, empowering Mm. to kind of have that awareness as well because it's like, oh, I'm not actually stuck with this and it, it might take a little bit of time and a little bit of, you know, persistence, but my body is constantly regenerating itself. My cells are constantly turning over so I can get to a really good place with my health and actually is possible to do that. Yeah, and that's amazing too, because I can tell you now that 21-year-old Steph treated her body like a trash can. Like I'm saying, like I literally didn't drink water. I just drank beer. I ate takeaway every day. I absolutely trashed my body. And it is pretty amazing. Like, you know, even right now, (laughs) the last few weeks, I fractured an ankle and it's amazing that my body can literally heal itself. So not all is lost. And I'm very much so that person, like I can be that all or nothing kind of mentality. I either go all in like very strict, which I've done in the past with naturopaths. And I've done this like really, really strict stuff. And then I just fall off the wagon and I think it's all for nothing. But then when I worked with you and I love your approach because you're so real about it and you also understand people's lifestyles. Like not everyone can, you know, afford to get all these supplements. Not everyone can afford to do all the tests, but you start at point A and then you can move to the next point where it's possible for them. And what I also found really interesting was when we did our consultations, my stress hormones are really high and everything like that. And you pointed out that, you know, all the cardio and the HIIT sessions I was doing kind of wasn't really benefiting me. And once I really got that and now I, all I do is walk, it's honestly changed the game for me. So can you, can you explain like, so someone's under a lot of stress, like, you know, especially parents and mothers and like high pressure jobs as we get older, how does that affect our gut? Like that stress Yeah, that is such a good point. And I know (laughs) it's one of the most confronting things for Mm. someone who's really into their training, really Mm. into HIIT and cardio and all that sort of thing, because it gives you like that quick win and that Mm. post-exercise high. And we kind of come to rely on that. And that kind of has its benefits. But as you're sort of mentioning, when your body's already in a state of chronic stress, doing those things, you know, the HIIT training, the intense cardio, getting your heart rate up for extended periods of time. And I guess when you're in that state of chronic stress, you're really just piling more Mm. stress on. It makes so much sense. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's, it's so, so different because you might be say 20 years old, 25 years old, you don't have a lot of lifestyle stress. For example, maybe you don't have a family at that time. You can go to bed really early. Mm. You're feeling really good. You can wake up at 6am or 6.30am and train, do cardio, go for a run and still feel really good. But then if you throw a couple of kids in the mix late nights, anxiety, pressures about finances, pressures about whatever it is, you know, stressing about family members and all of these sort of responsibilities that start to pop up, we just don't have that same tolerance to stress Mm. anymore. And it starts to have consequences. It starts to impair our ability to detoxify. It impacts our hormonal balance. It suppresses digestion. So when we're in a state of chronic stress, Mm. basically our digestive system and our reproductive system are effectively shut down or suppressed. 
So we're not able to digest our food properly, absorb those nutrients. We're not able to, you know, be producing the optimal amounts of hormones and detoxifying them optimally. And then over time, that can just progress worse Mm. and worse and pop up with all of those different symptoms, whether they're digestive or otherwise that we mentioned before. So typically it's, you know, our cortisol can be, that's, our primary stress hormone, there are different ones as well, like adrenaline, for example. We constantly have elevated levels of cortisol. Some people will also wind up with, you know, extremely low cortisol, which leaves them feeling absolutely exhausted and depleted. And whether you have the high cortisol or the low cortisol, you can just feel absolutely wiped and exhausted and anxious. And it leaves you wanting to go for the quick wins to pick up your Mm. energy, basically, which might be sugar, it might be caffeine, it might be, you know, the HIIT training. But then we're just running off borrowed energy and it's not sustainable and we end up falling in a heap and we just can't keep it up. Yeah, it's such a good point too because I feel like When you made that point to me in one of our consultations, because I used to get really hard on myself because, as you said, when I was in my mid-20s, I would get up, do HIIT, do all the training, feel amazing. And then as you get older and you have more life stresses, then I personally got really hard on myself. I'm like, yes, I'm getting older, but it makes so much sense when you put it like that. You know, our environment's changing, our responsibilities are changing, and it's just crazy on how stress it's all connected to the gut. And like you said, all the repercussions. And then it's like a snowball effect into bigger issues. And it's really sad that so many people that don't know about this stuff, they live with these chronic illnesses that snowball into bigger things. And that's why I just, I feel like this conversation is so important because it's like, for me, for example, before I came to you, I think I just got so used to feeling a certain way. I just think, oh, brain fog, it's just me. It's just who I am. It's because I'm busy. But you don't have to live that way. I felt like I did not know I could feel that good. Yeah, for sure. So there are so many things that you can do that are free or super affordable that you can easily just incorporate into your daily routine. I'll just have to start with one of the biggest things. And I think this really depends on each individual Mm. and where you're at right now, as it will with every single one of these steps. But first place to start is just focusing on eating more whole foods. So this includes, you know, your protein, veggies, fruit. It's making choices around your food based on what is going to support and nourish your body, making sure you're eating enough food. If you're constantly restricting and you're Mm. not eating enough food, you're adding another pile of stress Mm. onto your body. So that's super important. And, you know, I'm all about that balance. It's not about never going and getting your fast food or never having a drink. I think you can make great choices during the week. 80% of the time and then go do what you want to do for Saturday night dinner and have like a treat with your family or your partner or whatever it is. You know, you can kind of find that balance, Mm. but it's what you're doing 80% of the time that matters. So focusing on that whole food. On that note, something that a lot of women in particular really struggle with is getting enough protein. Mm. And it might seem kind of unrelated, but it's really, really important 
For supporting that body stress response on a whole, if we're constantly focusing on carbohydrates, even if it's good carbohydrates like salads and smoothies, you're not providing the healthy protein and the healthy fats that you need to stabilize your blood sugar, which gives you that genuine energy Mm. to run your body off throughout the day, as opposed to that borrowed energy that we were talking about with things like the caffeine, for example, or the HIIT training that gives you that short-term high, but it's not really backed up by anything. So the whole foods thing is an absolute game changer. Can you give us like a little day on a plate, like a little example for somebody to kind of go off so they can understand? So someone that's literally so new in this journey, even for me, when I first started my health and fitness, I was like, okay, what are whole foods? Like, what, what am I looking for? Yep. I love that. And I think before I get into that, I'll just say as well, don't let any of the diet trends, things you have to have, things you have to avoid, any of that that you see on Instagram or TikTok or anything, just put your blinders on and don't pay Mm. any attention to that at all because it doesn't matter. So if Mm. you just don't worry about the diets or the trends or anything, just focus on whole foods. And when I say whole foods, that will be meats, like the best quality that you can afford. That's the quality protein source, eggs as well, very nutrient dense, healthy fats, healthy proteins. If you want more plant-based sort of sources, it might be things like legumes, as long as they work okay on your gut, lentils, chickpeas, those kind of things. If you've got a lot of gut stuff going on already, they might not be the best. And also, you know, tempeh is another great sort of plant-based option as well. Healthy fats, extra virgin olive oil, avocado, Greek yogurt, all of those things are amazing. And then fruit and veg. So we want, you know, a big chunk of what we're eating. You don't have to get there tomorrow or overnight. It's something we just can gradually start to bump up over time. So maybe if you're having more of a more processed breakfast right now, you can start to shift your breakfast over and not worry about your other meals for now. So just those gradual changes is Mm. a great way to go. In terms of what to actually go for, something I really like as a first port of call that I just find really easy for people is a like good quality paleo granola, keto granola. There's lots of different ones that you can buy. You can also make it yourself and it's a lot cheaper that way. So you can just chuck in coconut flakes, seeds. Seeds are really cheap, you know, sunflower seeds, pepitas, those kind of things. So that's a great way to bulk it out you know, more cheaply and then any nuts that you like. And you can just cook that up on the stove with a little bit of coconut oil, add some cinnamon and you can make up a month's supply at once. So so you can have that granola. Yeah, it's super, super easy. And, you know, it's got a combination of protein, fat and carbs in the nuts and seeds and coconut. And then you can add some Greek yogurt and you can add something to just bump up the protein. So there is already some protein in there, but I like people to have closer to 25 grams of protein for breakfast. So you might add a couple of tablespoons of a collagen powder or a protein powder or something like that. And then just some berries or whatever fruit you like. So that's a really easy breakfast. And it might be that you just shift over to a breakfast like that, or you make yourself, you know, a couple of eggs on sourdough with some avocado or something like that. So you can just make that one shift. And Mm. if you're shifting from more of a carbohydrate focused breakfast to more of a healthy protein and fat focused breakfast, you will notice a difference probably instantly on the first day that you'll have more consistent energy throughout the day. Things like, you know, anxiety can even reduce. I notice that myself when I'm very consistent with stabilizing blood sugar, having enough protein. 
you know, anxiety is significantly Mm. reduced, sleep quality improves and all of that. Wow. So changing your breakfast, very simple, such a game changer. Lunches and dinners, really just protein and veg is a great option. I know, Steph, you share lots of awesome (laughs) recipes and things like that that are really easy. So anything protein and veg focused, you always want to have a protein source, which is, you know, your eggs, your meat, or, you know, the legumes, lentils, Mm. chickpeas, tempeh, something like that. So always make sure you have that. Make sure you have some veg in there as well. Doesn't matter what it is, just Mm. mix it up and get that variety of veg. And then if you want to have other things on the side, like a decent pasta or some rice or something, that's totally fine. Just make sure you've got your protein and veg. I noticed too, for me, like I always make sure I have protein every meal because I'm a very hungry girl. And as soon as I don't, obviously you get a lot more hungry. Like with the anxiety thing that you just said, I can definitely vouch for that because you had the days I used to, before, you know, working with you, I would get up early, go to hit, come back and have a smoothie and that was it. And I wondered why I felt like shit. And um, I just felt like I'd crash and especially what you said about the borrowed energy. And then I'd have like two coffees and I just didn't realize what I was doing. Besides having, you know, your whole foods and having, you know, a lot of protein throughout the day, what are some other like easy things that people can do to, you know, help with their gut health? Yeah, for sure. So there's a couple of simple things that you can just build into your routine. So getting up and having a large glass of warm lemon water first thing in the morning is something that really helps a lot of my clients, especially initially starting out. If you find that you're not digesting your food super well, you have like gas, bloating, maybe you're a little bit blocked up, this can be a great thing to add into your routine. So basically just a big glass of warm water with a bit of lemon juice. You could use lime juice or you could use apple cider vinegar. I think lemon juice probably tastes the best, Mm. but any of those options will do the trick. I can't do apple cider. (laughs) I wish. Yeah, yeah. It's gnarly stuff. It's great, but it's not not the tastiest. (laughs) (laughs) So The warmth of the water gets your gut moving. It stimulates peristalsis, which is like the muscular waves through our digestive tract. So that's great. You can also just have the warm water on its own. But the lemon juice, I'll usually add the juice of half a lemon, just squeeze it straight Mm. into the cup. That stimulates the production of your digestive juices. So it's basically priming your digestive tract ready to go for your first meal of the day. Also great if you don't have much of an appetite in the morning as well. So that's a really great option. It's really easy. You do want to just be mindful of your teeth if you're having these kind of things every day, like, you know, kombucha, apple cider vinegar, lemon. Um, You can use a straw and just rinse your mouth out afterwards. Don't brush your teeth straight away just to protect your teeth. But that's a really great option just for getting things moving and improving your ability to digest your food. So that's a really easy one. And I think everyone can get up first thing and do that tomorrow. And also it helps you reach your daily water intake. I know a lot of us struggle with that. So you're already having a big glass of water first thing. And when you say about the lemon, because it's funny, because I used to always do the lemon water and then I heard all these people kind of like slamming it on, you know, Instagram and TikTok. They're like, you don't need this. And there was like no health benefits, but you're not saying we're trying to lose weight here, but you just outlined literally why that lemon juice helps you get ready for digestion for the day. So that's just incredible. So we touched on your whole foods. We touched on lemon water. Is managing stress really important for your gut health? Yeah, absolutely. So As I mentioned before, when we're in a state of chronic stress, our digestion is just not a priority at all. Our body's basically focusing on helping us run away from the tiger. You know, that's (laughs) our evolution and how we were designed. So when we're in that state of chronic stress, which 
today. It's not running away from the tiger. It's sitting in traffic. It's picking the kids up from school. It's thinking about all the things on your to-do list for the week. When we're in that state of chronic stress, our digestion is shut down or suppressed Mm. basically. And I guess the severity of that really depends on your levels of stress and also how chronic they are or how long lasting they are. Because if you have a few hours of stress leading up to a presentation or you've got something on, it's going to be fine, you know, Mm. as long as that stress releases. But if you deal with chronic stress, which, you know, I'm a massive overthinker myself, Mm -hmm. I've dealt with lots of anxiety and things like that, (laughs) as I think you might have as well. (laughs) We're in that state of chronic stress 24-7 for years. Literally. And it's like, we're stressing so much. And it's like, it's not a bear. It's not a tiger. It's just Susan from finance and she's being an asshole. (laughs) That is exactly right. Or just thinking about all the things that might go wrong next week, which never even eventuate. No, literally. So that has a massive impact Mm. on digestion. And that's why I'm often recommending things like alternate nostril breathing, you know, Mm. deep belly breathing, EFT, which is tapping a lot of these just stress reduction tools or just getting outside for a walk for 20 to 30 minutes every day, just getting that time outside. You know, maybe you listen to a podcast that's not about, you know, people getting murdered. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I something uplifting. <laughs> I honestly, now that you say that, um, as you know, I love true crime. I haven't listened to it for a few months and it has made a huge difference. I'm really sad to say to all my other true crime lovers out there, but it really does make a difference to, you know, my nervous system to stop. Mm, I love it too. And I think you can kind of think about like where you are at that point in time. And I think Mm -hmm. we often, if you're in that place where you're already feeling stressed and anxious and that sort of thing, then that will just feed into that and push you over the edge a little bit. But if you're actually feeling like really good and really resilient, on yeah. a particular day, then that might be just fine for you yeah. on that day, you know. It's crazy. It's like you'd never think like Ted Bundy would make you constipated. Like <laughs> gut health. <laughs> exactly. Who would have ever thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. So any of these things, you know, walking, even just mindfully sitting there and having your breakfast or your morning tea or your coffee and like putting your phone aside and just actually enjoying Mm. that moment. Like those little things, I think we're just feeling every single second of every day and it's just exhausting. But Mm. if you can just give yourself those pockets, whether it's getting out for a walk around the block, mindfully enjoying your coffee in the morning, mindfully enjoying your breakfast, whatever it is for you is just going to give you that opportunity to de-stress a little and decompress. And you want to do that, you know, consistently day in, day out. But that can absolutely have a huge impact on your gut for sure. Yeah, just like pausing. I went on the health retreat not long ago, as you saw. And before the health retreat, again, I wasn't doing the best things. Again, I'm not perfect. Like I've worked with Fran and it changed my life, but you know, we're all human. And I think that's really important to know. But before the health retreat, I was on my phone way too much, like nine hours a day. I wasn't ever switching off. And, you know, always say like as humans, we're not meant to be contactable 24 seven. And that's honestly why I honestly think that, you know, mental health is at an all time low. And It makes sense because as children, you don't really have any gut issues, do you? But as adults, we have all these issues. I think that's exactly right. Yeah. Definitely huge tangent there because there are more and more kids with gut issues because I think the way a lot of kids Mm. grow up is changing as well and also a lot of the ingredients in different food we're having and all that sort of thing. But 
I think especially with women, we definitely see these things start to happen, you know, like you probably experienced, oh, you just feel just fine when you're 18, 20, 21, you're getting away with these things. And then all of a sudden you hit, you know, a certain age. And that's definitely what I see with a lot of my clients. It's all of a sudden things just catch up with them. If you've been following along this journey, you'll know how much organization has changed my life. I was and still am a hot mess and honestly, without my planner by my side, nothing would get done. I spent years creating these planners. They have sections for monthly reflections, intention setting, resets, challenges, meal planning, cleaning schedules, budgeting, and my secret page to make sure you can balance it all. As a thank you for listening to my podcast, I want to give you your own exclusive discount code, STEFFINGUP, for 15% off any products over at Steph Pace Planners. So if you're ready to take back control of your life and get on top of your to-do list, head to stephpaceplanners.com.au and use the code STEFFINGUP for your discount today. Now let's get back to the episode. For sure. Crazy. And one thing you, I'm really bad at this, but one thing you told me to do in our consultation was, because I'm a really fast eater, I eat very, very fast. And one of the biggest things that you set for my homework was to, you know, chew my food. So doing that, like for the everyday person, why does that help? Does that help really heal your gut as well? For sure. And again, I think this just fits in with the busyness and the craziness and all the things that everyone has going on. Mm. When we are in that stressed out state, we're not digesting properly. So firstly, before you sit down to eat, if you can, put your phone away, close your laptop, take a couple of deep breaths first. And even just that few deep belly breaths can already shift you into a rest and digest state instead of you being in a fight or flight state Mm. where you're not digesting your food. So that's one sort of piece of it. The other piece is we have teeth for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, tell me that. It might be. (laughs) It might seem a little bit surprising, but there's a reason that we have teeth because we actually need to break down the food that we're eating and Our mouth, our teeth, that's the only way we actually mechanically break down food. So when Mm. it arrives in the stomach and goes through the different phases of digestion, we produce different digestive juices and there's different ways there that our food is chemically broken down with enzymes and stomach acid and those kind of things. But at no other point do we get that really awesome mechanical (laughs) breakdown like we do in the mouth. So if you're just shoveling food in, it arrives in the stomach It's nowhere near as digested as it should be, which means, again, you might get away with it for a little while, but you're likely going to end up with bloating, discomfort, heartburn, issues with your gut motility. So you might have loose stools, Mm. you know, more frequent bowel movements, or you might end up being constipated. So it's, it's huge. And it's one of these things that it's free. It's so simple, Mm. yet it can actually be quite difficult to change because you're really shifting a habit. But it's huge in terms of really supporting a healthy gut and it's something you can, you know, really make a big difference in your gut health in how you eat every day for sure. Mm. And also then your brain can register that you're full because that's a big thing I do. Like I shovel my food in and then I'm like, oh my goodness, I've eaten way too much and then I feel uncomfortable and I feel sick. So like even just letting your brain register that you're like, you're full now. (laughs) You can stop. That is, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. So moving on, we did touch on some whole foods, but what is like three superfoods that would heal your gut? 
Yeah, for sure. And I think these things do vary from person Mm. to person. So I think you need that caveat and it's like the most boring thing to say everyone's different. Not everything works Mm. for every single person. But when I say things like this, some people might go out and try things and say, I actually feel worse when I have that. So it's just good to have that awareness. Things that are super helpful for your gut. I think we already touched on the lemon, the apple cider vinegar, those kind of things. They can be really helpful for just stimulating digestion and really helping to, you know, help your digestive system do its job, basically. So they're, you know, one sort of category. Another thing is probiotic or fermented foods. So I think everyone's talking about probiotic supplements all the time Mm. and there's a time and a place and they can be great, but probiotic foods are awesome and there's plenty of research to show that probiotic or fermented foods benefit our gut microbiome. So they basically contain uh, beneficial bacteria, which positively impacts our gut microbiome. So this is things like kefir, sauerkraut, beet kvass. There are lots of different types of (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? If you're not familiar with these things, (laughs) it can seem a little strange. And also a lot of them can be a bit of an acquired taste Mm. as well. But they're also, they've got this quite, you know, sort of sour flavor, a bit like Greek yogurt on steroids. Mm. Mm. And also good quality yogurts contain a probiotic as well. So all of these things can be really great to add in. As I said, for some people, if they have specific things, you know, histamine sensitivity, Mm. SIBO, for example. These are, you know, a small percentage of the population, but those things may not work for you if that's the case. But for most of us, I would be just picking one of those different foods and incorporating that into my day-to-day. So you might be having kefir with your breakfast. You can easily find that at the supermarket now. There's also sauerkraut. If we get sauerkraut or any sort of fermented vegetables, you can make these things yourself Mm. for a couple of dollars at home, or you can buy a jar of them. It's also quite accessible now. Usually would be at your local health foods sometimes at supermarkets. Yeah. I feel like there are a lot more out there now. So say if I was going to have sauerkraut, would I have like a tablespoon? How much do I have to eat to like make a difference? Yeah. So ideally a tablespoon with say maybe lunch and dinner every single day, just the more you have it, the better, to be honest. And I'll often, if I don't want to add it to my meal, I'll just grab you know, a forkful and just have it straight out of the jar before my meal. Um, And I see it more like it's stimulating my digestion. It's a healthy thing to add. You know, everyone's different in terms of the flavors that they like and that sort of thing, but it's a great, easy thing to add in. The only thing to be aware of as well is that you can go and get sauerkraut from the middle aisles of the supermarket that's not refrigerated and that will not have any beneficial bacteria in there or hardly any. So we want to make sure that it's refrigerated, it's made properly. So either make it yourself or from, you know, a decent company that you know there's actually live bacteria in it that's going to have those benefits. So we've got the fermented and probiotic foods. We've got, you know, the apple cider vinegar, lemon, lime, all those things are great as well. Then there's also prebiotic foods, which is things like stewed apple or, you know, any sort of cooked apple, ideally with the skins on, things like cooked and cooled rice and potatoes. So you, you know, can cook them one night and you can eat them that night. That's perfectly Mm. fine. They're still a great option. But then the next day, the sort of prebiotic resistant starch content increases. It's also in things like garlic, onion. There are lots of different fruit and veggies that contain prebiotics. But 
They're a bit different to probiotics. I was going to say, like, what's the difference between pre and probiotics? Probiotics contain the live bacteria. Prebiotics feed our bacteria in our gut. So they work in a slightly different way, but they both help our gut microbiome overall. So to be honest, I mentioned the specific types, but if you're just eating the whole foods, if you're Mm. just eating a couple of pieces of fruit a day, some different types of veggies, you're probably going to be ticking that box without even thinking about it. But just getting that variety and perhaps being mindful of the different types as well to get those specific prebiotic foods can be really helpful as well. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much. So I can't have like stewed apples and apple pie, can I? <laughs> That's my- yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> you can also make really healthy versions of that that actually taste really good. Like I'll often, the granola that I mentioned before, yeah. you can make the stewed apple and then just put the granola oh, on yum. top and chuck it in the oven and it is really, really good. And then you can just have that with some Greek yogurt or something. And it's something you can have literally every day. You can have it for breakfast, you know, so that's an amazing option. So good. Amazing. So I've got a bit of a fun activity for everybody. And this is really going to help you guys really know me from the inside and out. (laughs) So when I first started working with Fran, there's like a bunch of tests, right? You can get basically so you can actually see what's going on inside my gut. And I'm, as you guys know, I'm a stats girl. I like to see the facts. I like to see what's actually going on because, you know, it's all well and good to try things to see if it makes a difference, but I actually wanted to know what was going on. So one of the amazing things that Fran got me to do was this GI map test where basically you get like this little tray and (laughs) (laughs) Fran's like, oh, here we go. It kind of looks like a tray, you know, when you go to the markets and you want to get like a hot dog or something, it's like a little tray like that. And then you have to... I'll never look at a hot dog the same way again now. (laughs) And you have to like essentially shit in the tray. (laughs) And then you got to like, I know this is so gross. I'm so sorry for people who are queasy, but then you have to like get some of it and then you send it away. And it was like the weirdest experience of my life. I'm not going to lie. Like I've changed my baby's bums. I'm all good for that. But this was another level. And I locked the door because I was like, imagine if Ryan walks in right now and I'm literally pooping in a hot dog tray. And then you go stick it in the fridge. <laughs> and then you got to put it in the fridge. Anyway, so I did that. Sorry for the TMI, but this is what you can expect if you really want to see inside your gut. And I do recommend because it was amazing. Not the process, but like the results. Um, <laughs> so let's dive in. Fran is going to actually share with you guys what we found, what was happening inside my gut. So Fran, did you want to take it from here? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And the reason I love doing the gut microbiome test is because it gives us a really good insight into what's actually driving your symptoms. So, you know, with Steph, for example, I know you were already eating really healthily. Like you said, you were doing lots of training. You were doing a lot of the right things. Mm. And when that's not working, that's a clear sign that there's something going on that needs identifying and addressing. So if you haven't tried a lot of those foundational pieces that we've already spoken about, then that's a really great place to start. But if you've tried it all and you're just not really getting anywhere, that's when something like this GI map gut microbiome test comes in and give us a really good insight into what's actually going on in your gut and what's driving your symptoms. So we found plenty of interesting (laughs) things in Steph's gut microbiome (laughs) test that I think made a lot of sense to you when we went through the results. So what we see at a broad sort of overarching view is 
inflammatory dysbiosis is what we call it, and also insufficiency dysbiosis. So dysbiosis is just a fancy term for any sort of imbalances in the gut microbiome, basically. When we talk about inflammatory dysbiosis, we're talking about specific strains of bacteria that are present in levels that are too high for what we'd like to see them, basically. Um, So for you, you had uh, a number of different species of bacteria that were overgrown. There was also H. pylori, which is a specific type of bacteria as well. And that's often present with upper GI symptoms, things like, you know, heartburn, gas, upper GI bloating. So you might experience bloating, you know, in the upper portion of your abdomen Mm. and a parasite as well. So parasitic infections are really common as well. And a lot of people will remember that maybe they went traveling and Mm. they got unwell. You know, for some people they've been to Thailand or Bali or something like that. And that's actually a massive trigger for IBS and gut symptoms a lot of the time. Not everyone experiences this kind of sudden onset. Not everyone remembers having any sort of, you know, food poisoning or barley belly or anything like that. And there's also different ways that you can get it in Australia as well. You know, it can be swimming in contaminated water or drinking contaminated water, which can just happen without you having to travel overseas. Mm. So we saw these different things, the parasite, the H. pylori, the you know overgrown bacteria, and all of these things can basically contribute to inflammation in the gut, which then we know what goes on in the gut can be expressed in our skin, mm. in our energy levels, in you know our mental clarity or, or brain fog. And, you know, ability to recover from training, also anxiety levels, and also obviously digestive symptoms as well. Mm. So that's sort of that inflammatory dysbiosis and what that kind of means. And then we also have low levels of beneficial bacteria. So we have these big categories on the GI map. There's two of these big categories, and one of them is the Bacteroidetes phyla, which I know that's a bit of a (laughs) mouthful. But basically, between these two different species or these two different big categories, they might make up around 90% of our gut bacteria. So they're a big portion of our gut bacteria. So whatever's going on with them, really just gives us an insight into what's going on in your gut Mm. on a whole. So do you have enough beneficial bacteria? You know, we've spoken about probiotics and prebiotics, and I think people, you know, marketing to you on Instagram will say, everyone needs a probiotic if you've got gut symptoms. Mm. And that's not actually the case because you might not have low levels of beneficial bacteria. But in your case, Steph, we saw low levels of beneficial bacteria. So we really wanted to focus on increasing that with fruits, veggies, probiotics, prebiotics, all of that over Mm. time. And that's really that diversity of food in general and plant food specifically that helps with that. And with the inflammatory dysbiosis side of things, the you know parasite, the H. pylori, the overgrown bacteria, those things, as I mentioned, you know, they're often a root cause of a lot of the symptoms that you may be experiencing. But no amount of probiotics or, you know, mm. the gut healing powders is going to help with those. You know, we actually need to address those with antimicrobial supplements, which is what we did in your case. Yeah. It's incredible too, because like all that stuff you're talking about, like I didn't even know you could get parasites. 
Like I had no idea and I didn't know like what havoc they could wreck, like take on your body. So thank you so much for all your knowledge. Honestly, like this has just been so, so helpful. And I know this is going to help so many people. And I do really recommend you guys go and check out Fran because she's incredible. But before we wrap up, can you tell our listeners where they can find you? If you like podcasts, which I assume that you do if you're here (laughs) listening, I have a podcast as well. It's called High Vibe and Healthy and It's really just lots of bite-sized episodes, usually 10 to 15 minutes, diving into all these different topics about gut testing, the symptoms that you're experiencing, you know, digestive health, hormone imbalances, and all that good stuff. So High Vibe and Healthy podcast. And my Instagram as well. I spend way too much time on there, (laughs) (laughs) as we all do. That's just my name, Fran Dargaville. So I'd love to connect with any of you. Come and Amazing. Say hello. I'll link all of that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for coming on today, Fran. I really appreciate it. And I actually can't wait. I'm actually was going to email you and get me some new test updates, see what's going on. <laughs> so should I just Let's do it. Too? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Let's do it. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode of Stepping Up. I don't want this to be just another podcast you listen to, get inspiration, and then you don't take action. If there's been something in this episode that will help you step up into the best version of yourself, open up your notes app or your trusty planner and make a plan. And if you love listening to today's episode, please take a screenshot and show me where you're listening from. I absolutely love seeing it. Make sure you tag Stepping Up and Just Another Mummy Blog. And make sure you subscribe because you won't want to miss what's coming up next week. 